Hello and welcome back to another episode. I'm sorry if you can... My room is not um, soundproof and so I, I think you can actually hear the cars driving by along Highway 9. But at some point I'm going to need to soundproof my room, my little podcast room. But hello and welcome back to another episode of Chilling with Millie. Originally I was going to make this episode all about the movie Selma, but I think I will actually do something a bit different. But I, I will still talk about Selma. So I will start with the like the basic premise of Selma. It is about equal voting rights for African Americans so that the system can stop making it so hard for African Americans all around to vote without discrimination. So we have uh, Martin Luther King, aka MLK. He led a massive march that was very epic. And they went from Selma to Montgomery that's in Alabama, their willpower and their fight, their peace and their strength is what led to Lyndon B. Johnson signing the act, the uh, Voting Rights Act of 1964, or actually it may have been 1965, but this goes on to show how powerful people can be when we band together for a good cause, no matter what cause you are protesting and fighting for, when you band together with your fellow people who want the same progress and change, Magic can happen when that happens. Um, as long as your cause is uh, not something stupid like uh, like Confederate flag raving type of cause, uh, I don't know how to respond to that one when it comes to whether or not that's a good cause or not. But just as if it's of good intent and you're looking out for the good of majority of people, the good of minorities, the good of just America in general or wherever you live, magic can happen when you... Oh, goodness gracious, dude. Magic can magic can happen when you uh, when you work together, um, but like with anything, any gradual or great change that you want to see, nothing happens. It doesn't happen overnight. It can take days, months, and years to see positive change within anything, but it takes willpower to continue the fight even after slow days and and letdowns. You must continue the good fight until you can no longer withstand it. You feel me? But now let's move on to something else. A short telling on why racism is a virus. A virus is something that is capable of copying itself. The more it spread, the more detrimental it becomes, the more people are affected negatively by it. A virus corrupts things and it corrupts people and it hurts people. Racism is a virus. The more racist and prejudiced people act upon but the more racist and prejudiced people, the more they act upon their demented desires and, and their hateful thoughts, then the more other racist people feel comfortable in doing so. Just like with um, in the Asian community, the Asian hate that I have been seeing uh, that I have been seeing going on is astronomical. But it is nothing new. It is vile and absolutely evil. Um, the same goes for the African-American hate we've seen and the hate towards Hispanics, etc. Now, I'm not saying that we are perfect and we do no wrong when it comes to racism, because racism exists in practically every, every color group. What I'm saying is that it has become and it has been very normalized to just behave racist towards black people and especially Asian humans. I can't tell you how many times I have heard a, a sly Asian um, joke. And, you know, it, it sometimes, because I don't really see much racism towards Asians as much as I see racism towards Black people or Hispanics, 
there it seems as if the racism towards Asians is actually it's literally in in many things. You hear people um, make racist jokes about Asians and uh, you know what they eat. You know when they say that Asians eat dogs or whatever. You see people make racist jokes when it comes to um, like the color of Asians, whether they're too dark or too light or whatever. You see people make racist jokes. See it. I have read a few times that um, people are also pointing out how easy it is or how normalized it has been to make racist jokes towards Asians or about Asians, because it it's always seen it's always been um, been seen as a joke. Even when I was growing up uh, in middle school, I would hear um, racist things said about Asians, but they would they were racist jokes about Asians, and no one seemed to be able to point it out because it's not like they, they, I guess they just didn't know it. But when it came to racist jokes about Black people, people would instantly be able to point it out. Now, what I'm saying, what I'm trying to get out at here is we know a lot about Black history and we know a lot about um, like Hispanic history. But I, one thing I haven't really learned much of is Asian history, actually. I barely even learned about African-American or Hispanic history. The only thing I, I've learned about is that I've only learned about the suffering aspects, but we I've never, it's like Asian history is sort of, for me and my learning of it is very minuscule compared to what I've learned when it came to black history and um, Hispanic history. And it's, now that I'm thinking about it, it was very normal to just make racist jokes about Asians when I was um, in middle school it was very normalized. I mean, I never made them because I don't know. I, it's it's easy to not be racist and it's easy to not be prejudiced if you just be a decent human being. But I've always heard racist, racist jokes about Asians or towards Asians growing up. And I've realized now how normalized it has been. And so, but yeah, Asians and, uh, and Black people, they're not fetishes. They're not to be hypersexualized, and they're not to be treated less than human. We, especially, well, I'm not Asian, but Asian women and just people of color in, in general should not be some temptation um, because like the spa shooter, um, I've read that he, it was said that he had a sex addiction and they said it was too early to say whether or not the event was racially motivated, but come on, this is too close to the other, um, the other events of Asian hate crimes that, I, that have been happening and it is very suspicious and it is definitely racially motivated. I read an article that mentioned how um, what the suspect was saying his remarks were actually misogynistic and carried familiar familiarities of Asian stereotypes towards Asian women. And, you know, it seems to me, like I mentioned before, that the real virus is the racism and prejudice that has been going on for years on end and has been continuing till this day. There, this is nothing new, but it seems like some people are making events of racism towards Asians a new thing when it's been going on forever. That is because Asian racism has, like I mentioned, has been so normalized that it hides everywhere and some of us don't even know it. Racism is a virus that has been around much, much longer than the coronavirus. Racism is a virus that continues to kill and brutalize Asians, African Americans, Native Americans, and Hispanics. It is a 
public health issue that has proven to actively discriminate on the daily, you 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 know you better check yourself before you wreck yourself and others. But um, I hope you got something from what I was saying about racism. The the moral of that story was, don't be a racist dill hole. You know, and if you feel you have some learning to do, then do it. Don't tell people, oh, I have a lot of learning to do. Just do it, see what's going on, and and take action on how you can make a change and, you know, sort of um, stand up for your Asian brothers and sisters, your Black brothers and sisters, your Hispanic brothers and sisters. Just try to, you know, change for the better and try to keep the peace. But let me go back to um, Selma. The, the main themes in Selma were family, freedom, justice, leadership, protest, racism, solidarity, solidarity, boldness, and strength. It was a movie that screamed epic and legendary gold. Just like in this movie where African Americans exercised their right to vote, as um, stated in the Constitution, and just as they fought time and time again against segregationist domination and, and repression, we can do the same today. We can band together to stand up against racism. We can continue to check any racial prejudices at the door and learn to love and be accepting. We can take any learned racism and turn it into a learning experience about what not to do and try to see others as being our equal and our neighbor. We can lead a life of love and squash the hate and prejudice if we just listen and act. Listen to when people say, stupid car there's a car coming by okay <laughs> listen to when people say that it is hurtful and change how you act it is not enough to just say that you are educating yourself you should live out what you say and call out the racism that you actively see but do it to teach someone the correct way of respecting other races try not to act from annoyance and violence but act from peace faith and awareness Sometimes it may be hard to fight the urge not to jack slap some racist prick. So I guess just act in a way that will provide you the most good or benefit in consequences. But now we're at the end of this podcast episode and I hope you enjoyed this episode and I hope that you picked up what I was putting down. Also, here is a little shout out to two of my favorite artists, Bruno Mars and Anderson Pock. They just released a song, so check it out. It's called Leave the Doors Open. It is absolutely sensational, and it filled me with intense delight that I I cannot stop listening to it. It gives me the the body tingles. It's very good. But um, before we end, I must say a quote. The beauty of anti-racism is that you don't have to pretend to be free of racism to be an anti-racist. Anti-racism is the commitment to fight racism wherever you find it, including in yourself. And it is the only way forward. That was a quote by Ijioma Oluo. Adios, meus amores.